Welcome to the Unshamed Podcast. This is a space where we talk openly about topics that are typically seen as taboo in casual conversation. We want to remove barriers for people to share their stories without fear. Okay, welcome back, everybody. This is part two of my conversation with Aoife on basically the why of having sex. Why are we having sex? So welcome to part two. So I was going to ask you, has, so you've decided at this point, like you're not going to have sex outside of a committed relationship long-term. How long have you just made that decision for? Has it always kind of been that way or have you made changes to that along your lifetime, you know? Um, so I was definitely that person in fifth year who put their hand up saying, uh-huh. I am not going to do that. Uh-huh. Then went ahead and totally did it. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So full, di- you know, full disclosure. Mm-hmm. Um, but has, I've come back to decide that this is what I want for my life. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, also, I am not anti-sex. Sex is, sex can be awesome. Sex Mm -hmm. is not always awesome. Let's also be honest. It's awkward and it's messy and. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Like how how is that? How is sex sexy? That's always something that makes me laugh. (laughs) It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. But it's so, it's, it's true. Like, um, it is good, but then, you know, I think my question for you and a lot of people who are listening to this, I would imagine they would be refreshed to hear you talking right now because not a lot of voices are saying this mm. at the moment. You know, if you're free to choose what you want, but don't choose this thing that no one else is doing because that makes you totally weird and how dare you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so they would probably want to know why did you choose this and what do you feel like some benefits it's been to your life and maybe some of the things that have been downsides to it. Yeah. So. I guess. So the why, yeah. the benefits, and, and the downside. I just that's threw really like great. three no, questions. At that's awesome. So the why, um, I think, I don't think there's, I think there's multiple factors. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, I find it very difficult to view sex as a purely physical mm-hmm. event. Yeah. Um, I, I, maybe it's just the way that I'm wired. I am very emotional for sure as a person. Yeah. Um, so for me, when I was having sex, it was physical and the physical was amazing. Yeah. But it was also very emotional. You know, I enjoyed being emotionally close to the person that I was sleeping with. Yes. Um, you know, it was, for me, it was, I liked it in the context of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm thinking back to one sexual encounter I had where, that relationship side and the emotional bonding wasn't as strong and just feeling mm-hmm. kind of empty afterwards mm-hmm. and like kind of was that it yeah that's like i sorry rabbit trail <laughs> i feel like um appreciating or valuing the more than physical connection like it's not just two animals doing it it's mm. actually connection of two souls essentially Mm. to more than more than just bodies it's an emotional connection but I feel like evaluating that gives more value to the need to put an end to rape culture wow because if we just view sex as an exchange of goods Mm. then we devalue or we I guess we make it less extreme for a man to take a woman's body like that. Wow. I mean, it's not like he stole her purse or something. Like he took something a lot more valuable from her, mm. her dignity, um, like everything 
like that. It, it really, I feel like adding that emotional aspect gives more, um, I guess gives more value to a woman's body being violated in rape. So, I mean, also, you know, on the rape subject, I feel like, um, whenever sex, sex lately with, when it comes to like, um, just doing it with random people, the consent part of it, it's not sexy to talk about things beforehand and consent and all of that. Like how, how does that play into these really quick, you know, you're having sex with somebody randomly who you don't really know, mm. you know, um, how does that play in the whole consent part? So it's consent to me is fascinating. Yeah. Um, and a couple of years ago, I read an article, which I will send you so you can put in the show notes. Oh yeah. Um, about just asking the question, is consent the right question? Hmm. Yeah. And I think it was a she, she was coming at it from the point of view of, the consent question says, I want to do something to you. Mm. Is that okay? Yeah. Um, but the power dynamic kind of remains with me as the one who wants to do the thing to you. Yes. <laughs> wow. Um, and she was asking, you know, what if in- instead of the conversation being around consent, it was around invitation? I love that. That's and wonderful. And it was like, would you like to do this with me? I love that because sex is a partnership between two people. Yeah. It's not a, I'm going to do this to you. Hold on to your butt. Yeah. You know? like it's, <laughs> it's an offering. Yeah, exactly. Um, And it, again, it's, you know, if it's invitation and somebody says no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get mad at you. It's the classic, yeah. you know, I'm offering you a cup of tea analogy. Right, right. Would you like tea? And it's like, you know, you're pouring it down someone's throat. You're like, oh. <laughs> This yeah. is not how this is supposed to go. <laughs> I can imagine you must consent to this before yeah. I force feed you. Yeah. And also just acknowledging that, yes, we are physical people. Right. And we have physical needs yeah. and physical desires. 100%. Um, but I think that sex as transaction mm. way of looking at things, it downplays this person is also an emotional being. They're right. a relational being. They're an intellectual being. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have other desires and needs and mm-hmm. they can't be separated from the physical. Yeah, exactly. Um, and again, maybe it's just that I am a more sensitive than other people it's person. It's true. We you know, both who be. was like emotionally wrecked when... <laughs> yeah. I had sex and then the relationship ended and it's like... Yeah. Devastating. I was yeah. devastated. yeah. Um, as a, as a, I cry all the time. So like as a hugely emotional person, (laughs) I, I totally can identify with that. Mm. And I, gosh, I hate that that happened to you. That sounds horrible, but you know, like that being said, we could be two crybaby emotional people (laughs) who can't handle it. And there could be a little more. Uh, Spartan people out there who can totally have sex and detach themselves from the emotional piece or I mean, I don't know. There could be those people out there. And I've, I have friends who say that, who say that, and I don't want to not believe them, you know, because far be it for me to gaslight a person. But (laughs) I mean, like, um, that I I hear that happening. I hear that happening. I just wonder, wonder in my curious self, not to downplay their opinions or beliefs, but I just Mm. wonder how much of that might be pressure to say that because that's supposed to be the norm. Wow. Or, um, how much of that is what they genuinely feel? Hmm. I want to delicately ask that question without downplaying their experience. Yes. But I just, I'm just curious. How do you? Yeah. Yeah. 
as a someone who finds it almost impossible to separate the two things, mm. how do you separate those things? And is that really what you feel or do you feel pressure to say that? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for sure, like there are no two people alike. No, no, um, absolutely not. So I'm sure not everybody felt like that no, after they had a relationship breakup. Not at all. And no. also, and this is a key thing, I want to make a decision not based from a place of that was a really bad experience. I never right. want that to happen again. Right. Yeah. But mm-hmm. So I don't want to just be in reaction against something that happened, but I'm mm-hmm. like, what are the what am I making this decision for? Right. Yeah. That it's for you, that it's for your benefit. It's not for, it's not as a knee jerk reaction. I like yes. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what do you feel on that note? What do you mm-hmm. feel like the good things about your decision have been for you? Um, the good things, I mean, I, and again, this kind of goes back to like, how are, how do we learn about sex and sex education, stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a kid out of wedlock, not mm. because that's a shameful thing, but yeah. I know single moms, mm-hmm. yeah. that shit is hard. It's really <laughs> hard. I just hung out with my single mom friend the other day, one of them, one of the many. And I'm just like, I mean, she's amazing because if it were me and I were, cause when Blake goes away on like a work trip or whatever, and I'm raising the kids, essentially single mom, I'm like almost leaving the house forgetting to put jeans on, you know? So I'm like, how do you function and you're like a badass lady and all this stuff Mm. and have a kid? So that, it is really hard. So that does, you know, that helps. Yeah. Helps to not have a kid Um, to raise. You know, and again, physically, I don't have an STD that I need to then go seek treatment for yeah. and, you know, which you should do, you know, like yeah. you should be screened, right? <laughs> yeah. And actually the HSC is doing a thing now where you can do it remotely. They wow. send you the test kit and everything. Actually, we'll put that in the show notes too, because mm. um, there's uh, some, some new info, handy guides and stuff that just came out. So yes, r- remind yeah. me, I have to remind myself to do that later, yeah. but um, you can do that anonymously, which a lot of people find it really hard to show up in a clinic and um, you might see someone you know that kind of thing or it's hard to take time off of work to go all the way over to the clinic Mm. and things so there's a lot of barriers between somebody getting checked and all that so anyway as a side note and we'll put that in the notes because it's pretty cool info which again raises an interesting question for me if we're not ashamed of having sex why are we ashamed to go get checked out boom because we should assume that if we're going to have sex i mean i mean diseases come into play pregnancy comes into play it's Mm. all part of the biological experience we're going to exchange things between each other why are we ignoring this or pretending like it's not happening you know so I don't know so that's like some of the physical benefits I mean sometimes it's pretty nice like sometimes I get lonely but sometimes I'm like I don't have to share a bed with anyone this is amazing yeah like Like, (laughs) I don't have to shave parts of my body that I don't want to during the winter oh my goodness yeah although no one has to shave anything they don't want to ever but let it grow but the pressure the pressure is you know yeah um I think emotionally, like as much as I would love to be in a relationship, mm-hmm. um, you know, I see some of my friends, you know, going through relationships. Sometimes they sleep with their boyfriend. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. But just being on that emotional being wrecked, mm-hmm. recovering, getting mm-hmm. over it, healing. Yeah. Um, not that I haven't had that roller coaster, but I haven't. It hasn't been like every year, every six months, every right. couple of years. Yeah. Um, and that's allowed me to get some real stability in my life. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, because I am such an emotional person, if I'm not doing well emotionally, it affects everything. Oh yeah. Um, I I see that for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And I think, you know, I came to a place a couple of years ago where I realized, and I wasn't conscious that I was doing this, but I was building my identity around whether I was in a relationship or not. Mm-hmm. So even the way that I was subconsciously planning my life was with a partner in mind. Yeah. And like I had a moment a few years ago where I realized because I I want to own my own home. That's a priority for me. Yeah. And it kind of hit dream. me. I might be doing this by myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, will I be okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if I never have a romantic relationship, you know, and for me, it being monogamous and long term and committed, that's a priority for me. It's not yeah. a priority for everyone. Yeah. But you know, if that doesn't happen, will I be okay? Yeah. And so that meant kind of mm-hmm. digging in and kind of going, oh, it doesn't feel like it will be okay right now. Yeah. But kind of, you know, is, are there other things that I could be building my identity around? Mm-hmm. Um, am I okay with my own company? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, visualizing a life without a long-term romantic relationship. It's like, it is, it's something that nobody really wants to talk about. I mean, um, you know, personally, like I find you awesome and I'm like, I don't know how someone else might not find Aoife equally awesome, you know, in the future or now or whatever. But I mean, it's something that people do need to talk about the possibility mm. of having your own company for yeah. the rest of your life. And what would that be like? And, um, yeah. Yeah. So Cause I mean, there's definitely like, there's people who are asexual or just mm-hmm. don't have a strong sexual drive yeah. and they're like, you know what, that is not driving me into relationship. Yes. Um, you know, and then there's like at the very extreme end, there's incels who like want to have sex, but are not, and are resenting whatever mm-hmm. the gender of their choice, you right. know, for not wanting to sleep with them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, where am I on that spectrum? Like, am I a vol cell? Like I'm voluntarily celibate? Like <laughs> maybe that's what it is. I feel like everyone could have potentially their own name for their own thing. Right. And so then it would, would that sort of make these labels meaningless? I don't know, but yeah. yeah. So everyone could invent their own label. I'm guessing. So yeah. Cause it's not yeah. that I don't desire sex. Yeah. Um, it's just that I'm not allowing that to be the main driver of Mm, my life yeah whether Mm -hmm. it's driving me into multiple casual relationships Mm -hmm. or or hookups Mm -hmm. and whether it's driving my desire for a long-term stable committed relationship Mm -hmm. but it it kind of and it was scary honestly at first kind of looking Mm -hmm. at what would life look like Mm -hmm. if I don't have that and will I be okay yeah Um, exactly and I think that's a huge thing you know even at the moment with the whole thing with LGBTQ Mm -hmm plus IA, mm. um, you know, and I'm, I'm so glad on the one hand that people are feeling like they have safe spaces to open up and talk about the issues that are actually affecting them. That there yeah. is their lived experience. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder, does it place our, the sexual part of ourselves in a central place? Mm. And maybe that's okay. But yeah. for me, I don't think my sexuality is central to who I am. There's other things. There's other parts of your life. Yes. Yeah. And sexuality is a great thing, but is it the ultimate thing? Is yeah. it the only thing? Yeah. Um, if you reduce yourself to just a vagina, yeah. how does that... Vaginas but, yeah. are awesome. Vaginas you know? are amazing. But seriously, there's a lot more to us. We've got amazing brains and other yeah. things that we can do. And mm. Yeah, um, rather than reducing us to just a sex object or sex act, you know. Yeah. yeah. It feels not very feminist, I guess, but yes. Well, um, I'm going to pause for one second, Blake, while I 
gather my thoughts about, um, I feel like we've talked about good and bad there. Um, have we talked about bad? I'd like to lean into bad a Let's, little bit We more. can lean into bad a little more. Let's do that. And then yeah. we can talk about advice maybe. Um, okay. I'm going to give it another clap. I feel like a little fuzz sound. Do you hear that? Maybe it's my headphones. What are you hearing? A little, like a little fuzz. It's probably just my headphones. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So we've talked about some of the good things, a little bit of the bad, but let's lean in more to the bad, I guess, consequences of choosing to be celibate, essentially. Um, I mean, right off the bat, I'm not having sex. <laughs> <laughs> Obvious And one. would love to be, yes. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think people assume that people who choose not to have sex, there's something really wrong with them or weird with them or, Mm-mm. you know, but you're just a normal whatever person. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and especially like, you know, you look at movies, you, you books I like to read and I'm honest, like I'm actually not a major romantic movie fan. Mm-hmm. I don't like the rom- romance to be the one thing that yeah. the the storyline is driven on. But I do like romance as part of an overall mm-hmm. adventure or story or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like you're watching these things, and you're like, oh, it'd be really cool to have what they have. Or I look mm-hmm. at some of my friends and the amazing relationships that they have. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, or you look, I mean... All you have to do is open up TikTok just once and you can see people (laughs) in a relationship pranking each other, you know, like females doing typical female things, you know, and you're like, oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the flip side is TikTok is not real life. It's not. People are only sharing the good things or a carefully curated Mm. vulnerability quote unquote post oh my gosh Um, which by the way I posted one of those (laughs) it was heavily curated (laughs) I think we all do those can we just admit all of us have done the heavily curated quote unquote honest posts honest like videos photos whatever yes yeah so I think it's it's kind of it's owning my feelings and my reactions to those Mm -hmm. things and kind of the longing and the desire Mm -hmm. um which doesn't go away Mm -mm. um but also kind of being, like, I don't know if wise is the, being awake to the fact that what people post is not. Because mm-hmm. like the reality and all of my married friends, like tell me all of the time, like marriage is really hard. You have yeah. to work really hard at it. Um, all of your flaws that you kind of maybe sort of knew you had are magnified, you know, oh, the closer yeah. you get to someone. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't diminish the longing that I have. Yeah, there's the... It's weird. There's just the pros and cons of that long-term relationship. Mm. You've got like, you know, times where you just want to slap the other person and just (laughs) like, why can't you understand this? Yeah. And then there's also the flip side of like the, the sex within that relationship is it's like, you don't, you know that they're not going to get up and leave the next morning. Mm. Like he's going to be there. I remember that was like, you know, mm. the, the wedding night, like I remember thinking, I feel so secure right now because I, I, I am not scared that he's going to find someone else or he's going to like leave me that, um, I'll wake up in the morning and he'll be there. Wow. So there's that just in that long-term relationship, there's that security that mm. you guys are bonded. Wow. So there's that benefit. 
But then there's also like the, I can't freaking stand when he <laughs> squeezes the toothpaste from the middle. Squeeze it from the bottom. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or things that can't go down the drain don't go in the sink. That's like our thing. Oh, my goodness. And we've been married like um 11 years, I think, <laughs> almost 12 years. And I'm like, why? Why? Yes. And then he goes, oh, I'll just pick it out of the sink. I'm like, but what if you're not home? And I'm there like picking out disgusting bits of random crap out of. The- no. Mm-mm. Yeah. So anyway, there's just there's pros and cons, all that stuff. Yes. But. Um, and it's yeah. classic life is hard. Life Choose is your just hard. Shitty sometimes. Like it's you know, just that relationships way. are hard. Yeah. Singleness is hard. Mm-hmm. Having kids is hard. Not having kids can be hard. Right. Some people love not having kids. You <laughs> yeah. know, like yeah. and that's great. Yeah. Um so it's like, yeah, not comparing my blooper reel to mm-hmm. these people's highlight reel. I love that quote. Um yeah. and I think just owning that I I'm wired for connection. Mm-hmm. I want to be and long to be deeply connected to one human being. Yes. Um, and sex is part of that package. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, and I don't know if this is just like life experience talking, mm-hmm. but I'm in a place where I know myself well enough to know that I don't want sex outside of that package. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and again, that's personal choice. Not everyone will believe that, agree with it. Mm-hmm. Um, was that's where I am. Yeah. Well, I think it's really important to, I mean, even though we acknowledge that everyone is different in how they come to their decisions mm. and everyone's different in their temperaments, but there's something really important about you saying your life experience and sharing that. Um, because there are probably a lot of people who would have your same temperament mm. and want to choose that, but be kind of scared that they might be weird or might be the mm. only one feel like there needs to be a support group out there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, like, yes, sex is part of a package or like in my, the way that I would like it to happen, it's part of a package. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think a society, we're always reacting to some extreme of a previous generation. Mm-hmm. And because sex was so repressed, nobody talked about it. It was important that that conversation was opened up. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of like, you know, okay, now it's opened up, but the confetti is everywhere. <laughs> We just need to try to figure out how to put it all. Yeah. And organize like, it. Should should all of the confetti be back in the box? Mm-hmm. Is there confetti that we actually just want to get rid of? Yeah. Um, yeah. But at least it's out there. Yeah. We can look at it and exactly. kind of, you know, we're not just reacting to mm-hmm. everything is repressed, you know, open that box. Um, yeah. That there, that human beings, there's, I guess, we do need some, there's some stability that we kind of crave. Mm in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know like, yeah, it, it, maybe we do crave a little bit of discipline in our lives, mm. some self-discipline or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question to ask. What do you guys yeah. think? Do, should, <laughs> are, do humans thrive when we have self-discipline or not? You know, mm. what's, what's, what do you guys think? So, it's like, you know, that experiment with the kids and the marshmallows What's that? Um, where you like you have these children and usually younger children, like mm. eight, nine and younger, and you put a marshmallow in front of them. Oh, it's gone. And you, well, you give them the choice. You're like, you can have this marshmallow now or you can wait five minutes and you can have two marshmallows. Do they wait? Sometimes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, my I mean, as an adult, I don't know. <laughs> I know. As an adult, like a fully grown person, I'd be like, I'll just take the marshmallow. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like, yeah, I think it's part of that. Like, what am I saying no to now in order to get a better right. yes? 
Yeah. And we need to be careful about this mm-hmm. because some in some circles we can kind of paint it like if I wait for sex, it will be awesome when it finally <laughs> happens. Yeah. And it'll be so fulfilling and it'll be fireworks every time. Right. Yeah. Okay, not true. No. <laughs> No, well, yes, we don't want to create like false expectations no. in our own minds for anything like that. Because then it's like, you know, the gap between expectation and reality is disappointment. Very, oh, so um, true. Yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. on the flip side, looking at different studies that say when sex happens within a committed monogamous relationship, generally speaking, in those relationships, people are having more sex and better quality sex. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Again, it's not across the board. It's no. not a like tick this box right. and like that's not how life works, yeah. right? Because <laughs> it does. It depends on your level of communication. Mm. Because I was, I was just talking with Blake the other night, and I'm like, it's hard for me to envision really good quality sex with a stranger because I'm like, okay, um, like this person doesn't know me. Or anything about my likes or desires. Mm. That sounds really hot. I don't know. Like, <laughs> no, because I mean, it's, it, you know, for me, it almost gets better with time because mm. of the communication and the talking. And I feel like with a total stranger or somebody who doesn't really know me, how would they know? How would that be very good? I mean, I'm sure people, I know people have had really great sex with strangers, mm. but that's just a phenomenon, a phenomenon I've been contemplating in my brain. Phenomenon. <clears throat> phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, it is, um, it, it's, you know, life, um, isn't cut and dry. It's messy. Mm. It's weird. But on the, I guess to close things out, how, if you had a student come to you and they're kind of they they're the same mindset they would rather wait and not you know they feel them they might feel hey I really identify with somebody who feels emotionally connected when it comes to sex more than physically Mm. and that kind of thing that would lead me more towards wanting to wait but I Mm. feel pressure so what would you say to that person who would like to make that decision feels social pressure to conform Mm. Do you have any, any words of wisdom? I mean, first I would just thank them for being brave to say it out loud and for trusting me with that revelation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's not everyone you can say it to and you don't know in advance how I'm going to respond to you or yeah. react or, yeah. um, so I would applaud the bravery to mm-hmm. even open up that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just. Again, I don't know if this is a societal thing, but there's this pressure to have everything figured out at a very young age. Thank you for saying that. Like not just in the area of sexuality and relationships, but even like, like when I was leaving school at 19, Uh you know, I thought I knew what I wanted to do with my life Mm -hmm. and then landed in college and was like, I have no clue. Like, how would I even know? I have zero life experience. Like, (laughs) and yet here it's like, choose a college course, which will determine the rest of your life forever. No problem. Yeah. Got it. (laughs) Like, oh. Um, So I would applaud their courage and their bravery at saying that out loud, especially Mm -hmm. when it, for them from where they're standing, it feels like it's going against the grain of what's expected. Right. Um, And I would encourage them to like open up the conversation and explore, you know, some of their whys Mm -hmm. and what they want. Like, you know, why is it that you feel the desire to wait to Mm -hmm. have sex? 
Um, you know, is it fear that I might get pregnant or I might ha- get an STD? Yeah. Like that's valid, but mm-hmm. it's, I don't know, for me, that's not enough of a reason. It's not enough of a foundation. <laughs> it's a fear-based decision. Yeah, exactly. Rather than a kind of, again, am I making a decision reacting against something or am I making a decision for something? Right. Um, that's good. You know, and I think even looking at, you know, what, what is your understanding of what sex is? What is your why of sex? Because hmm. I think that's huge. If I have a, a physical transactional view of sex, it is totally coherent for me to make decisions, you know, for one night stands, you know, multiple relationships. Mm-hmm. That's coherent. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, but if there's something about that behavior that's rubbing me up the wrong way, I need to kind of go back and go, that's what, what is my said. why behind it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> definitely rubbing me up the wrong way. Um, but um, yeah. Um, oh, wait. Oh, never mind. I was going to, the, the soundboard has a brumch, but no, that's not going to work. Okay, never mind. <laughs> well, that was the perfect moment. Yeah. Okay. So I would Continue. like open up that conversation yeah. and go, you know, what is your why? Are you holding out for a certain type of relationship, a certain type of person? Right. Because um, again, at, when I think about what I was hoping for and desiring in a partner age 19 mm-hmm. is so different now that yes. I'm 34. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. and... Again, everyone, you know, we're all growing. We're constantly evolving mm-hmm. people. Um, you know, I think when I was that age, it was like, is this person, someone has taken an interest in me. Oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh, that has never happened before. <laughs> this might be it. Like yeah, no one else might ever take an interest in me. <laughs> seriously. Um, and it's yeah. awesome when someone takes an interest in oh, you. Oh, it's the best. But again, yeah. that's like, that was a fear-based response. It's mm-hmm. like nobody else might. And like, what that challenge is, what is my view of myself? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, do I truly feel that I'm undesirable, unlovable, mm. unwantable? Wow. Yeah. And I, that's not a great place to... No. <laughs> it's not a great place to be, not a great place to base your decisions. Yeah. And yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I think for me, and again, the fact that it's taken me so long to start figuring some of these things out, mm-hmm. but like encouraging them to think, you know, when you think of what you would love life to look for, look like... 10, 15, 20 years in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say this as someone who hates the question, where do you see yourself in five years, by the way? Um, so <laughs> I'm like, horrible. I have no idea. I see myself incredibly stressed trying yeah. to answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the beginning of 2020, you know, nobody's where do you see yourself in one year was accurate. <laughs> no. We're like, 2020 is going to be awesome. Yes. Right. Um, so I would be, you know, encourage them to think through that. Um, and also just be upfront with them that sex bonds us in a way that if you, if you are in a relationship and sexual contact happens earlier on, um, it kind of presses pause a little bit on getting Mm. to some, to know someone emotionally Mm -hmm. and their personality. And, you know, is this the kind of person that I would be friends with? Right. And is Um, this a kind person? Yes. Because like, I mean, I was talking to a single friend of mine the other day. And talking about like my like visions of the ideal guy before. Oh Lord. <laughs> and I told Blake this and he's like, wait, I'm not funny. I'm like, yes, you're funny, you're handsome, all that stuff, but just listen to what I'm saying. Like, I would have chosen the funny guy, the guy who is the charismatic, whatever. Mm. But that guy, I mean, I'm thinking of particular guys in my head, um, wouldn't have the depth needed for I mean, I got diagnosed with MS during the first like few months of Blake and I getting married. Oh my goodness. And he had to like 
I was in and out of the emergency room. He had to carry me to the car, carry me to the bathroom. Like it was real, but Mm. because he, he's a kind man, he's a good man. Like he did all that without even stopping to think about it. Mm. And I thought in the midst of that, just right after, like the funny guy would never have done that. Wow. You know? And so it's a partnership of long-term Yes, sex is a huge part of that, but melding together yourselves. Mm. And if for you, like if sex is something that is so emotionally connected, yeah, I mean, um, it's, it would be so incredibly hard to be ripped apart from somebody after such a bond. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like when you're in college, it's a great time to start thinking about what are my values? You're right. What's Mm -hmm. important to me? Yeah. So like one thing that I discovered, um, and this is as someone with not a very high income. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have financial goals. Yeah. You know, I want to own a home. I want to be putting money away for retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, so honestly, you know, a guy who that's not is not on the same page with that. Mm-hmm. That's not someone I can build a life with. No. And building a life is, I mean, is I kind of I think it's what all of us want to do. We don't want to mm. be like in a hamster wheel of constant you know, uncertainty and craziness, we do want to, I think that's our human beings are designed to create and build. And even if you're not a real creative person, I'm not a creative person, but you know, I'm built to, to make a life. Mm. And so, yeah, I think we're all sort of headed that direction. Yes. Cause I'm like you, I would have like, I really enjoy the charismatic, witty, funny. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, like the older I get, I'm like the the guy who shows up when he says he's going to show up and mm-hmm. shows up well. Yeah. Yeah. All you guys huge. out there or like, <laughs> you know, if you feel like women like the badass, I'm telling you right now. We do no, not. We don't want a slacker. <laughs> Even loser. if we say we do, we don't. <laughs> no, please hear me right now. Say what you mean, mean what you say and show up when you're supposed to show up. That's a little yeah. PSA. So yes. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that's time to end it. Thank you so much, Aoife, for having this conversation. It was a long one, but a good one. That's mm-hmm. what she said. And it was really, <laughs> it was, I can't stop myself. I just can't. Really great convo. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Unshamed. If you like this podcast and want others to be able to easily find it, like, subscribe, and share to your social media. You can find us everywhere you like to listen to podcasts. If you want to send us a message, email us at unshamed at zoecommunity.ie.